Hey Matt, where have you been? I'm so sorry, Z. The trains took forever and there was a strike. Oh, that's been happening so much lately. That sucks. What? What? What sucks? It was a great game of bowling. Acceptable company. Hello, welcome. Hey guys. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. We're gonna kick on in. Um, I talked about last time my big move, and we're gonna be talking about one topic in particular about the move today. Mm -hmm. So because we're moving from two houses into one house, even though it's a two bedroom, we've been quite, quite blessed with the size of our current houses or our old houses, I should say. So downsizing has been a serious issue. Mm. So I threw out a whole bunch of stuff. Decluttering. Yeah. Donated about two car loads of stuff. Wow. A lot. And least still not enough, but we'll, we'll talk about it. Another time. <laughs> but Part of that process for me has been selling things on Marketplace. So there's a bunch of things I, I had this lying around. So I had a bunch of PS2 games, PS3 games, Wii games, like Game of Thrones sets of things. Just a bunch of weird stuff. So I've just been sitting there collecting dust. And I'm like, you know what? I might get a bit of money out of these. Things. Yeah, some nerds out there want to buy this stuff. Well, I thought so. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I spent a day taking photos of things, putting them up on Marketplace, and just seeing what happens. Okay. Is this your first experience selling stuff online? It has. Okay, got it. And it has been a mixed experience. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. There are some real crazies out there. There are some real crazies out there. <laughs> For the most part, the most um, issues I had were just people being annoying. Yeah. Asking stupid questions, trying to offer me really low prices. Time wasters. Yeah. My prices were pretty low already, but I did want to get rid of this stuff fast because I didn't want to take it with me. The most interesting case were these old PS2 games I had. So back from when I was, you know, really young, I had, I think, about 42 PlayStation games. And they're just sitting there. Mm -hmm. So I took photos of them all, put them all on the website. And I'm like, individual prices are fine. I, I think I put like 150 bucks on all 42 of them. And I had heaps of offers. That night, my phone was going <laughs> off. Just continual offers. But, Z, they were only after two particular games. Okay. Right? So... You won't know what these are, but just pretend. So I had Ico. Ooh, yeah. Ico. No, pretty old one. And Dark Cloud. Whoa. These are. Vintage. Thank you. I really felt the, the genuine. You believed it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really felt genuine to me. So they're pretty old games. I, I did not know how popular they were. So everybody was messaging me saying, how much for these two games? How much for these two games? Some guy offered me a hundred bucks just for those two games mm -hmm. and I had and five other random games. Okay. Right. So remember, I put 150 on the entire box. For the whole thing, yeah. Obviously, I have not done my research. Mm. So I ended up selling these two games and the bunch of others to this guy that offered me a hundred bucks for them. I'm like, whatever. Two thirds of what I asked for the entire bunch, and I've still got thirty something games to sell. Do you think I could sell those other thirty two something games after mm. I got rid of those two games? No. Everyone's interest dropped off completely. I started them for another few days until someone, I think they offered me 120 for the remaining games. Okay. So that's fine. I got them rid of them. But very interesting that just those two games alone, I had a stack of Wii games that went in a second, but I had a PS3 and a bunch of PS3 games. Couldn't get anyone to take them. No one, no one wants them. So I'm continually cutting the price. This drink bottle, the Star Wars drink bottle, I thought was going to be like a collector's item. Mm. I got it. At the launch, at the Hoyt's launch of The Force Awakens, Star Wars, I thought for sure that'll be worth something someday. Put it at 30 bucks on this. Now it's down to eight bucks. <laughs> and not one person, not one person has contacted me about it. No, it does not surprise me. No offense. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> People are so delusional about what is a collector's item and what isn't. It's Star Wars. Anything Star Wars is a collectible item. Okay. It's a drink bottle Z, shaped like BB-8. Uh-huh. If you're interested, look on my Facebook. Buy my $8 drink bottle. <laughs> so it's, <laughs> there was a few things like that. Some things went really quick. Yeah. Some things, I had a Harry Potter one. Someone drove like an hour to pick it up. Some cool stories like that. The biggest thing, the the craziest adventure I went on, I had this massive wardrobe that was in my room. And for ages, I didn't know how I was going to get it out of the room. It was an Ikea wardrobe that I built in the place. Mm -hmm. And it ends up, it's too big to remove. Okay. You couldn't disassemble it? Well, we'll get there. Okay. So I thought I had backup plans, right? I thought with my friends, if you can't fit it out the door, we'll put it out the window. Mm -hmm. I'll take the mesh out. It'll fit out the window. That didn't work. Mm -hmm. Nothing could work. And I didn't have time in the day to disassemble the thing Mm -hmm. when we had the van. So it sat in my old place. I went the day afterwards and I did disassemble it. And I just went on the marketplace. I just said, look, this wardrobe's probably 400, 300 bucks brand new. It's a Mm. pretty hefty, big wardrobe. Mm. And I just put 100 bucks on it. I said, anyone that can get back to me in the next hour, it's disassembled, ready for transport. It's 100 bucks. Otherwise, I'm taking it to Hornsby. I'm reassembling it and I'm going to put 200 bucks on it. And it can just sit there in the garage until someone takes it. Yeah. The amount of offers I got were pretty crazy. Okay. I think I had about 200 views, a bunch of people saved, people offering. Oh, they all wanted to lowball me. Okay. 80 bucks, 60 bucks, 70 bucks. Yeah. Some guy had the audacity, see, the audacity to be like, oh, I talked to my brother-in-law. He says it's only worth 60 bucks. <laughs> and I I took screenshots of it being sold for 200 bucks, 250 bucks. I just sent him a whole bunch of screenshots. Yeah. And he kept calling me and he goes, oh, I, I only can pay this much. I only can pay this much. Stop disassembling it. A few times he was like, are you disassembling it now? And I'm like, yeah, I am. And he goes, stop. I, I don't want to disassemble. I'm like, I can't get it out of the room intact. You're not listening to me. I, it has to be disassembled. This is a, it, there's no option here. Yeah. Can I just say, sorry. Go ahead. You're meant to highball the price that you sell it on so that the lowball prices are the actual price that you want. The thing is, I just wanted this wardrobe gone. Yeah. I know it's worth more. Yeah. But I did not want to lug it all the way back to Hornsby and then have to reassemble it. Fair enough. Fair. I just wanted it. While it was disassembled, I didn't want someone to pick it up, get some cash for it, and I'll be on my way. Okay. So... Luckily, it, it ended up happening. But the amount of people that were, this one guy kept ringing. He's like, I'm, I'm worried I won't be able to assemble it again. I had the manual still there. And I'm like, look, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I said, 80 bucks, and it, you take it in pieces. For 100 bucks, I'll help you assemble it out in the front yard. Okay. And you can take it like that. Okay. He's just like, oh, no, no. Then that's when he called me back and said, it's only worth 60 bucks. I'm like, look, I've got other offers. I yeah. don't have time for this. Yes. You know, we're obviously not agreeing here. He rang me back, and he goes, I have an option for you. You take my license. I'll bring it home. Try and assemble it. If I can, I'll transfer you the money. And I said, I don't have the time. I'm packing. I'm going to be all over the place. There are other people that are interested. No, I tell you what, look, if I get desperate, I'll let you know, but but no. There's this whole day of this. Meanwhile, I'm cleaning the house. I'm stressed Running out. Running around. And I've just got these assholes wasting my time. Yep. So also that ends well. The wardrobe is gone. I don't have to worry about reassembling it and trying to sell it. But the amount of um, stress that was involved was considerable. Yeah, I can imagine. I've never sold anything online. I don't think I would. Um, just because of that issue of like having to deal with crazies. I have bought something from Marketplace though. And the lady I bought it from, I went to her house and she like had it in a bag. This was not COVID times. She had it in a bag and like just opened the door very slightly and put the, <laughs> put the bag out. She had one of those like, like grabber things. <laughs> <and> like, oh. 
And I think she just didn't. I don't know what she probably was what? just weary of the. Did it slip the cash under the door? Um, no, I think I paid her online. Uh. Yeah, I bank transferred her, and she like handed it to me on the other side of the door, and I, I did. I never saw her face. She must have had to deal with some crazies, and she's probably just like, I do not. Look, it's a pretty, it's a pretty risky thing, honestly. Yeah. It is because you're just giving random strangers your house address. Yeah. Anyone could show up. Yeah. How do I know someone didn't show up, bash me up, and take my wardrobe? Yeah, totally. You know? So yeah, I think for the most part, the experience has been pretty good. I've made a little bit of money for my junk, but um, it's it's not for everybody. No. This reminds me of, um, remember when we were talking about my old housemate selling the white goods? Yeah, the white goods. Like, why would you go through the trouble? It's just too much. There are too many crazies out there. It's just not worth the effort. I wouldn't hoard anything specifically for Marketplace. Mm. But it has been a convenient way to get rid of some junk. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Long story short, my wallet's full of cash okay. to spend on more things on Marketplace. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. And the cycle continues. So, Matt, I uh, joined a choir recently, <laughs> just casually. <laughs> you start a conversation like that. Why? What's wrong with that? Yeah, it's not something I... You know what? I It is something you might do. Uh-huh. You never know with you. I thought it was right up my alley. You're, you, you try a lot of things. Yeah. You're a trier. I'm a trier. You are. Okay, so <laughs> are you going to tell me more about this choir or yeah, am I, yeah. I going to ask? No, I'll tell you a bit. Okay. So, um, I think the decision came from the fact that I like singing, as you know, mm-hmm. and I don't have very many musical friends. So, it's like a thing that I want to do, but I don't have a means to do it, if that makes sense. You should post a bunch of, like, ukulele singing videos. I know, but I like the idea of singing with people and being, like, jamming with people. Okay. And so, I was looking up... Uh, just like choirs to join on Meetup. Um, like Meetup is this app that you can use to, okay, you know. I have questions already. <laughs> so many questions. But. So I, I looked up choirs and there are a whole bunch of different ones. Um, but this one intrigued me because it was a non-church one. It was They advertise it as like indie alternative pop choir. So It's like a cappella? Yeah, it's a cappella. But it's also like songs that I actually like, not hymns. Or gospel. Hymns are part of the best part of church. Yeah. Uh, come on. You can't tell me shine is the shine. But I'm, very... <laughs> I'm not a big hymn person, no. So, so I, I signed up. You have to pay to join this choir, right? They meet at a park gazebo. Hang on. How much do you pay to join the choir? Okay. So it was expensive. Can I guess? So, okay. Let me just tell you. There's a casual rate. So for one session for two hours. Or... Uh, like a semester fee, this is which a is very, eight, the eight quest, weeks. The questions just keep mounting. Mm. Okay. Keep in mind, we meet at a free gazebo in a park. Who gets the money? The organizers. And I have some qualms that I want to raise with you about this class. Okay, I've, uh, okay. So. Two hours singing for, in a free gazebo at a park. How much? And there were like 20 people there. Did you pay the casual rate? I paid the casual rate because I wanted to test it out to see if I liked it if first. It, if it's more than 10 bucks... A major ripoff. I know, right? Okay, so it was twenty dollars. Okay, for one. Okay, I wouldn't have minded paying that much, right? But you'd expect for twenty dollars for twenty people—that's what four hundred dollars—that there would be a level of organization <laughs> to this choir. Is the organizer even there? Okay, so I get there. It, it starts off on the wrong foot immediately because we start like ten minutes late. If I'm paying money, I want it to start at the time. 
Then the the next annoying thing is they haven't decided what songs we're singing. During the time, they're flicking through this songbook, being like, mm, what should we sing today? Mm, mm. At the time, like, this should have this stuff organized. Third qualm <laughs> is they were obviously actual musicians. I so think we should call them choiroms. 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 <laughs> third choirom. <laughs> third qualm is they... Okay, they're obviously real musicians, so they can read sheet music. Okay. So there were different parts, right? Like this group sings the low part, this group sings the middle part, this group sings the high part, and all the notes are different. They were on the spot reading the notes on the sheet of paper and being like, da na na. Oh, wait, no, no, no. Da na na. Like they were figuring out the part on the spot. You should have that stuff sorted out. If people are paying money, you should have it pre-recorded or know it off by heart in your head to teach, not be learning it on the spot so during the time. So the organisers. Yeah, the organisers were figuring it out as they went. So what are the rest of the people doing? Waiting for them to confirm what the part is. Were the rest of the people casual goers or subscribers, you think? Uh, some of them, was it was obvious that they were regulars and some of them were new because the pe- I spoke to people and they were like, oh, it's my first time too. Were they all middle-aged women? No, actually, it was actually a diverse group. Um, I was in the younger cohort, so I would say maybe like late 20s to late 50s was the range, um, an even mix of genders. Wait, wait, when you just sing songs that everybody knows instead of having to work out sheet music? Uh, yeah, but the, the thing with the sheet music is the parts to harmonize with each other. Oh, oh, another annoying thing. Well, there was a Welcome to Country song, which was in an Aboriginal language. Okay. I'm all for... The Welcome to Country. Welcome to Country. Abri- yeah, well, um, Aboriginal culture. But the thing is, the language was so complex and difficult. It was a really difficult song to learn. And we spent half the time learning the lyrics to two lines because it was so... Yeah, well, you're singing in another language you don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it was quite complex as well. Like, not only was it another language, it was complex and difficult. And it was just, for the first choir of the semester, just a bad choice. So, like, so it was the idea that over 10 weeks or something, you'll know these songs? I don't know. I, I didn't stick around to find out if we were going to do the same songs every time or different songs every time. Because it was just so poorly organized. I just couldn't. The prospect of a, a choir meeting every week just to sing in a park is very strange to me. Okay. To me, that sounds like an amazing way to spend an evening. What's the... Is it the attention to one day perform in front of people? Mm, no. The intention is to gather as a singing community and do something that you enjoy doing. Like, why does anyone do anything? Why does someone go play sport every week? Okay. Why do you play games? Yeah, I, I understand that, but... I haven't heard of casual choirs before. Like singing, well, we singing need more of them. We need more of them and we need better organisers. We need more of them. Let's organise our own. Yeah. We could do better. <laughs> Just rock up and we're singing Only Shine Jesus Shine <laughs> and and the Galilee song, which is the other one I sang. Yeah, and it's only $19.50 to join. Yeah. <laughs> we'll undercut the other guys. We'll just go and steal their choir. <laughs> so these organizers were leading the party. They're the ones calling the Badly. Shots. Very poorly. Yes. It was the worst. I'd like to go and watch this. <laughs> <laughs> I took a video. Did you sing? Oh, yes. Did you sing any fun songs? Did, did you get at least any? I got a little bit of enjoyment out of one part. One part? Yeah. Oh, dear. It was pretty bad. 
Yeah, it sounds awful. Like, the, the concept is good, and it could have been done so much better. Just they did it really badly. So how would you do it better? Just rock up and just be like, okay, guys, today we're singing yeah, Mr. Brightside. Yes, exactly. Before, or here is a list of songs. Everyone vote, and we'll do the top voted songs. Okay, yeah. here are the parts pre-recorded. You low people sing this way. You middle people sing this way. You high people sing this play. Just send them the stuff beforehand. Yeah. Like I'm just singing these five songs. Yeah. Give them a listen. See what you think. Yeah. Exactly. I'd have had such a better time. Did you wear matching sashes? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Did the people that were subscribers have sashes? There was no uniform whatsoever. Oh. I know. Were you swaying? We were standing up. Was there swaying and clapping involved? Uh, there was some foot tapping. <laughs> <laughs> and the instructor, one of the instructors was, like, doing these, like, conductor hands. Conductor, yeah. conductor hands. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I think, like, most of us, we spend our evenings calming down, looking at our phones, mm-hmm. which is fine. So my topic is you're on Facebook, you're scrolling, you're scrolling, you're scrolling, and you find a video that interests you, and you watch that video, and then the next video, and the next video. Because there's a video section on Facebook and it's okay. full of addicting junk. Three, four-minute clips that are easily digestible of just really addicting stuff. Okay. Stuff that I wouldn't watch normally. Stuff that I wouldn't associate myself with. I've been lured in somehow. I find myself sitting there for ages because I'm watching this stuff. Okay. Like what kind of stuff? Um, one of the main ones that started me off on was Gordon Ramsay stuff. So like little snippets of Hell's Kitchen or Kitchen Nightmares or even better, the ones where he goes into the restaurants and he tastes their food and he, he shits on them. Literally? Not, no, no. <laughs> oh, okay. No, not like, literally. Between, like, he eats like a them. stew and he's like, this is disgusting. Where's the chef? Do you know, do you know the, the series where he goes into a restaurant and he like fixes the restaurant? Yeah. Or he tries? Yeah. I think these videos are just snippets of shows to try and entice you to watch the entire show. Okay, got it. And it would work because... They, you only ever get the first part. You don't get the follow-up. So Gordon Ramsay is one of them. I also really like watching Judge Judy clips. Oh, I love Judge Judy. <laughs> she's still going, apparently. So so it's just she's already picked her side, and she's just slamming somebody. And it's just continuous, like, Judge Judy slamming people. I love that. And you're going to sit there and watch that forever. 90 Day Fiance. I've seen every episode. I know you have. <laughs> but these videos in particular are just Ed. I know. Big Ed. Big Ed just pops up continuously. Big Ed is intriguing because of just how he looks. Yeah, he's got no neck. But if you actually watch the series, he's not as bad as they make him out to be in these short clips. Are you sure? Yeah. Because I've seen clips. I know. The one about the her breath and yeah, saving legs and stuff. Yeah. yeah. That's like one scene. But if you watch the rest of it... No, but he's like super. Yeah, I, I bet I I know he's not like mean. Yeah. But he's totally clingy and desperate and standing in the airport going, "Where's my what's her name? Rose. Rose. Where's my Rose? I don't see her. Where's my Rose? Going to live with her and like seeing a rat and freaking out. Yeah. Look, I probably do the same. To be perfectly honest, that's with you. peak Philippines for you. They're not interested in any other 90 Day Fiance. It's just Big Ed. But I only get a small little snippet, three, four minutes, and then I want to watch the whole episode. The reason I watched the series is because I got lured in by one of those short uh-huh. clips. So you know exactly what I'm I talking do, about. I do, I do. But these short videos, and I, I sit there and just find myself losing time. Their addictiveness is bad. My equivalent to that is, have you ever watched To Catch a Predator? Yes. 
Oh. Well, no, but I've seen short clips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd like to watch more of them. Oh, there was another one about um when a woman or male pretends to be somebody else. What's that called? Catfish. Catfishing one. Yeah. Where they they some guys being catfished or girls being catfished and they get them to confront the other person. Again, these these little trashy snippets of things. I'm surprised I'm not getting math stuff. I think I've watched a lot of TV shows based on the fact that I've just seen a short clip of something. It's a good advertising mechanism. It is, and it would work. I used to love freestyle rap videos where, like, it's someone on, like, a video call, like, Omegle or Chat Roulette, and then they're like, oh, you give me a topic, you give me a topic, and then they, like, call out different things, <laughs> and then he does a freestyle rap for them, and it's epic. Are they, that's how they're good freestyle raps. Yeah, no, they're, they're really, really good. They're really good. Have you used Chat Roulette or Omegle? I bet. Like, I have years ago. I feel like you'd be the type. Well, I've only done it a couple of times, and it was, like, with a group of friends. Ah, uh, right. I wouldn't course. do it by myself. It's kind of crazy. This is the golden era of the internet back in the day. Yes, Omegle is the golden era of the internet. <laughs> you know what I really want to try? Sorry, off topic slightly. Yeah, go on. There's like a game where you have an avatar for yourself and you go into a world and you like chat to people it's with VR. the voice. VR. It's, it's no, a... but not VR because it's not you're you're not looking at people. No, but you you use VR to play it. Oh, okay. You set up an avatar, but it is. What is the game? I can't remember what it's called. Okay, but they it, all look actually, weird, right? There's like I think it's actually called VR Chat or something like VR that. VR Chat. Okay, yeah, I wouldn't mind trying that. You get a yeah, you get a headset and you pop in there, but most of them are gonna be twelve year old boys. No, I don't want that. No, you don't. <laughs> I don't think any adults will play right. VR chat. Okay, boring. What would be your avatar? Can you choose anything? I believe so. I think it's upload a file. Or oh, I would be a Rubik's Cube with a fried egg, like, splayed on top of it. It's actually really cool. <laughs> what would you be? It'd just be me. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be you disassembling your IKEA furniture. <laughs> It'd be me with a Rubik's Cube and a fried egg. Okay, yeah, holding nice. a, yeah, it'd be the wardrobe that I saw. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Matt, you have our first acceptable or not. Absolutely. Um, so this is from Giselle in Capra Manor. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much for writing it. Thank you. Um, instead of her own scenario, Giselle has just sent us a um, like a Facebook post of someone who's talking about a situation he's in. So basically, this gentleman has a wife who is unfortunately dying. The doctors have given her... Obviously, I don't know if this is real or not, but it's an interesting scenario to mm-hmm. talk about anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, doctors have given her nine months. Um, for the next four or five months, she'll be able to move around, but then she'll have, she'll need a wheelchair. Now, they've been married for a decade, and she sat her, her husband down mm. and said that before she dies, one of the last things she wants to do is have sex with a previous partner of hers. Mm, that's her dying wish. It's one of her dying wishes. Um, she said that sometimes sex is just... Sex, just physical, while her current partner is an emotional sexual partner. Mm. This ex was the best physical compatible partner she's had. Okay. Um, so this person is in the situation where he either denies uh, his wife's dying wish or lets her go and sleep with another man. And he feels like she, he can't say no because she is dying. Mm. So it's... <laughs> It's not look. It's 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 a bit bigger than the usual complex eating grapes at Woolworths topics <laughs> that we normally talk about. <laughs> but it is a it is an interesting topic to unwrap. It is interesting. Um. Okay. So the problem here is that there are two d- very different perspectives. The lady that's dying, her view is, oh my gosh, I've only got X amount of time to live. Like I need to do all these crazy things 
before, yeah, before it's if, too late. So, yeah. And then this guy is like, oh, no, I only have this finite amount of time with this person who is leaving. So it's one person's leaving and one person is being left in a sense. Yeah. So I can see why they're seeing things totally differently. 100%. I mean, we obviously can't put our, our mind into the, the, the space of the woman who's dying. Correct. And it's hard to feel anything but sympathy for her situation. For both people's situations. For both of them, yeah, absolutely. It's an awful situation for anyone to be in. But it is, it's obviously a massive ask for her to, to ask her husband this. Mm. I suppose the thing is, she is, you're right, she's looking at it from a perspective of, I'm leaving, I have this finite amount of time, I want to experience things before I die. Meanwhile, he not only has to let his wife, who he loves so much and is losing, go and have sex with another man, mm-hmm. but he's got to live with that knowledge for the rest of his life. Yeah. I almost think that the damage has already kind of been done, though. The fact that she asked, obviously, is going to warp his memory of her, mm-hmm. regardless of if she does it or not. I agree. With the knowledge that... Whether or not she goes through with it, he still knows that he wasn't the best sex she's ever had. Yeah. And she thought it was so worthwhile that she would ask him to go through this. Yeah. He's always going to have that up in his mind to grapple with. Yeah. I think it's a, a little unfair probably to say this, but it, it's a, it's a obviously a very selfish thing for her to ask. Mm-hmm. I mean, the sex must have been really good <laughs> for her to put her partner through this sort of mental anguish. Mm. And obviously I can't put my mind into that position, but I would hope that I would care about my partner enough not to even ask something like that. Mm. Do you, what are your thoughts on the wife saying, I just want to have a day, like a free day to do whatever I want, no questions asked, don't ask me about it. And then she just goes off and does it. Is that less selfish to be like, I just want to have a day where I like do crazy things and it is what it is. I don't think so. I think being honest about what it is you intend to do is probably better. Even though she's dying. Like, what does it matter? Look, everything we say is going to come back to that, isn't it? Like, it's, but does she get a free pass because she's dying? Like, shouldn't she still care about her husband that That's she's true. been with for 10 years? That's true. Yeah, look, she's dying and that really sucks. But you're still in a relationship. You know, your husband's still going to have to grieve you and be alone without you. Mm. The least he can do is is let him go knowing that he's loved and appreciated, right? She's fucking him up mm. just before she leaves. But at the same time, if that's something that she really needs to do before she dies, then maybe it's obviously worth more to her than her husband's feeling, which is really sad. But no one can blame you for being that selfish in that situation. It sucks on both sides, I think. I can empathize with both It does. I w- aspects. I would hope if I was in that situation, I would just kind of, you know... Swallow it. Yeah. Just, just Take one for the team. Just accept that, you know, that time has passed. Mm. And now you're with someone that's loved you for 10 years. Mm. And you want to spend the rest of your time you have with that person that's mm. been there, not your ex who's God knows where. Mm. What if she asked for a threesome with you and the ex? <laughs> Is that better? No. No way. That's even worse. <laughs> Not only do you get to think about it, but you can see it happening right in front of you. Mm. That image is burning your head. <laughs> um, it's interesting. I don't know if I have a side. I agree with you. I agree with everything that you've said. But I think it's interesting also that she asked. Rather than just went and did it? Sort of. Mm. Well, I, I suppose that's one way to look at it. She obviously still cared Cared enough to want to ask mm. in in a way i think it's kinder on him to just not tell him and just go and do it mm. the the only thing she can leave him is the memories and the the thought that she loved him 
asking him has kind of ruined some of that, blemished it. So I, I think not telling him is the kinder option. Is kinder right, though. No, it's still wrong. Mm. At the end of the day, just suck it up. And <laughs> I'm not saying suck up dying, <laughs> but suck up this one individual wish, you know? There are other things you can achieve in the months you've got left to live. Yeah. Having sex with this ex you haven't, hopefully haven't slept with in 10 years. Yeah. I don't think that should be that high on the priority list. Yeah, it was obviously playing on her mind for a while. <laughs> I don't know. It's a weird one. It is a weird one. Like I said, I don't even know if it's true. So asking your partner when you're dying if they can do something that they wouldn't approve of essentially uh, it's weird it's weird i don't know i want to say not acceptable but they're dying <laughs> so and and does the fact that she's dying young change anything mm. what if she's 90 years old and she's been with this guy for 80 years does that make it any different what if it's not next she got with him for 10 at uh, 10 years old what if it's not next what if it's their celebrity hall pass does that make it different? She has an opportunity to sleep with Hugh Jackman. Yeah, or Ryan Reynolds. I, I I still don't think so. Interesting. I think I would be okay with the whole past situation. Because it's like, it's not anything. Still, I just go and do it. Don't tell me. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Let me keep the happy memories we have. Okay. Because like, he'd be, he'd rive on that for ages. Yeah. That would never That's, that would That breaks someone. That would really ruin him. Yeah. And then you go and die and leave him to it. That would ruin the entire last few months of your your relationship together. Yeah. After 10 years. It's already ruined, regardless of whether or not you do it. Just I think asking. the asking is What burnt. if he just says jokes? <laughs> <laughs> JK, bruh. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I just wanted to see how he acts. Jokes, but but seriously. All right, well, we're just going to settle on weird Weird, it's yeah. Weird. Not sure about that one. I don't know either. It's too, it's too big. Yeah. We we deal with the small <laughs> social issues here. Um. Okay. Next one comes from Gabby in Gordon. Hey, Gabby. Hey. So Gabby had just gotten on the train. Um, she'd been lugging around a really massive, like traveler style bag yeah like a hiking backpack yep and it was a really hot day and she was exhausted from like traveling around and she gets on the train and it's actually peak hour for like city workers sure and she was sitting in her seat and then as the office workers got on the train um an older lady who was in office clothes expected her to give up her seat for her she didn't want to i guess the question here is young tired exhausted person versus older, weaker, but comfortable person or has been comfortable all day. You're saying because she's an office worker, she's sitting, sitting down all day. That's the argument, yes. I would argue that because Gabby's been walking around all day, she can walk a bit further and walk home. Uh-huh. Okay, <laughs> you're definitely on the side of older, weaker person who has not had a difficult day, who's quite comfortable, still deserving the seat over the younger, fit, but very exhausted person. At the end of the day, it's it depends all on Gabby. Okay. If this woman was 90 and about to fall over and Gabby still didn't want to give up her seat, she doesn't have to. Mm. It's not a law. It's, you know, it's the right thing to do, mm. but she doesn't have to. Okay. So just because this woman wants her to give up her seat, it's not part of the equation. It's whether Gabby herself feels is the type of person to do the right thing. Got it. Socially right thing. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a 90-year-old person. What about a 60-year-old person? What is the What is the cutoff? Cutoff, yeah. Depends how depends how they look. Okay. <laughs> I met some real healthy 60-year-olds. Okay. What what I mean about 
it's about what they look. And look at it this way: what if there's hundreds of other people on the train? Why can't? Why is it Gabby's job to give her a seat? But that mindset is also not the right thing. <laughs> it's Gabby's job to give her a seat because it's someone's job to give her a seat. Oh, right. And it might great as well good. Be, yeah, it mm. might as well be Gabby. I I kind of think the young the young exhausted person deserves the seat. If the older person has no trouble standing up, like if they are not, how do you judge that? Mm. She's still old. Look, Gabby chose to go on a on a hike. Gabby chose to try and take a train during peak hour. This woman, she is hasn't her life is harder by being her age. Gabby made her day hard mm. by choice. Mm, that's a good point. So not giving up your seat for an older person because you're tired, acceptable or not. Unacceptable, mm. I think. I'm torn. I was def- I was definitely on the acceptable boat, but you've sort of changed my mind in terms of the fact that she chose to make her life harder. Mm-hmm. Well, but what if she was doing something out of necessity? Even then, it's still an activity. The old woman is suffering because she is an old woman. Mm. Nothing to do with anything that's apart from surviving. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. I'm not acceptable. I'm with you on the slightest of lean. Just. Yeah. I, I would say that Gabby probably deserves a seat more than most people on the train, but that doesn't change the fact that if it comes down to Gabby giving a seat up or or the old woman not sitting down, Gabby's got to get up. Interesting. Or Gabby, or Gabby should just pretend she's asleep and then she, she doesn't have to worry about it. You know, one time this happened to me, actually. You, you pretended to sleep? No, no, no. I was actually asleep and someone woke me up. I was in a two-seater, right? But I was in the window. So mm. I wasn't even, like, on the aisle. And I was asleep and someone woke me up to give my seat up to someone. And the thing is, like, I, I was genuinely, like, flustered because I was, you know, I'd just woken up. Like... Why me? What? Why did you put me out the, the old crowd? woman? No, no, no. Someone else tapped me to give my seat to an older person, but I didn't see them because I was asleep. It was just very confusing. Who was sitting next to you? Uh, I honestly can't remember. Was the whole train ago. full of old people? No, <laughs> no. It was a, it was a, it was a packed train. Yeah, but still. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they picked me. Like I gave up my seat. People on that whatever. train. Whatever. I don't know why they picked me. Maybe they thought I was pretending to sleep. I don't know. Maybe. But I was genuinely. Maybe because you look sixteen. Maybe <laughs> that could also be it. You should have like really cracked as you got up. You got up to see it just like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so this sort of happened to me, not really, but I gave up my seat. Whatever. Well, no big deal. Society. Well, I was annoyed that they woke me up. But yeah. But it's pretty shitty. I know. No one should force you to give up your seat. I know. I know. That's a an obligation you choose upon yourself. Yeah. Well, thank you very, very much once again for joining us. Yeah, pleasure to chat with you, Matt. Always a pleasure, Z. Uh, Thanks for being here. And we'll uh, catch you next time. You will. I'll be here. Bye. Bye.